Hey everyone, welcome to episode 66 of Something Worth Thinking About. My name is Randy Todd and I am thrilled that you are joining us for today's episode as we consider the serious implications of our fellowship with God. Our fellowship with the God who's described in scripture as holy, holy, holy. This is the God with whom we have fellowship. God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the Apostle Paul wrote some incredibly strong words about all of this in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 that concludes with this powerful appeal that is somewhat intimidating, I think, to many of us as followers of Christ today, that we should purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. But before we get intimidated by this, let's just take a step back and realize that we must honor God's presence in our midst, both by the choices that we make and the things that we do. Because to do otherwise is to dishonor our Lord and to disgrace the name, the blessed, beautiful name of Jesus by which we are saved. So let's hear what Paul had to say about this, and let's consider what it means for our lives today. Our text for today is 2 Corinthians chapter 6, beginning in verse 14, and we'll go through the first verse of chapter 7. Let's hear the word of God together. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. And I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Now, let's hear that opening line one more time. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. What does this mean? Now, some have assumed that this is talking exclusively about marriage. Paul is telling Christians not to marry an unbeliever. Now, this would not at all be surprising. In fact, we know that Paul did indeed give this very counsel to Christian widows when he addressed the matters of marriage and celibacy in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verses 39 and verse 39 specifically he explicitly said that if a widow marries again she must marry a man who belongs to the Lord. So down through the ages some Christians have read 2 Corinthians 6:14 and concluded that Paul is merely repeating the instructions of 1 Corinthians 
chapter 7, verse 39, when he said, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. But I submit to you that this seems unlikely. Now, I have no doubt that Paul would have encouraged anyone who's getting married to marry a believer. But we must not forget that Paul would have first asked us to seriously consider celibacy. If we are unmarried, we can be fully devoted to the Lord and doing the things that we know will please the Lord. If we are married, our interests are divided. We want to please the Lord, of course, yet at the very same time, we also want to please the person to whom we are married. And that's how Paul's argument goes throughout 1 Corinthians chapter 7. And so Paul is actually emphasizing I want to encourage you just to be unmarried altogether. Here in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, however, the conversation actually appears to be larger than marriage. And the conversation is rooted in this idea of our fellowship with God. Since God is with us, since God walks and lives among us, since we are the very temple of the living God, then we must live in a way that honors God's holy presence in our midst. We cannot allow ourselves to get involved in things that both defile us and dishonor God. And to press his point home for us, Paul uses these different terms to convey the same idea. What do these things have in common? What fellowship? What harmony? Or what agreement? Now, what things are we talking about? Well, Paul's very explicit. Righteousness and wickedness light and darkness, Christ and Belial, the temple of God and the temple of idols, believers and unbelievers. Now, this admonition touches on absolutely every aspect of our lives. We cannot have anything to do with darkness. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, the Apostle Paul made it clear that he did not expect Christians to just pull up from the world and have nothing to do with unbelievers in any way whatsoever. He acknowledges that this is unreasonable. It would require leaving the world. Yet even so, even as we go about our lives in this world and interact with unbelievers, we are not to participate with them in the sinful deeds of darkness and the things that will contaminate our body, and spirit. We are always to prioritize our relationship with God over any other relationship. He will be our God and we will be his people. He will be our father and we will be his sons and daughters. And any relationship and any activity that threatens this reality, any relationship that attempts to pull us away from the Lord and into the things that will defile our body and spirit, any relationship like this is what the Word of God is calling us to avoid. We are not to be yoked together with anyone, any group, or any organization that in any way jeopardizes or violates our fellowship with God. We cannot have it both ways. Our fellowship is with God, not with the darkness, not with demons, not with anyone or anything else that is outside of the koinonia fellowship of God. Now think about this. Joseph 
was second only to the Pharaoh in Egypt. He, Joseph, was in it deep in that culture, in that government, in everything that was Egypt. Joseph's life was fully enmeshed in all of the important matters of government, commerce, agriculture, and more. Yet we know in the telling of his story that Joseph was faithful to the Lord as a slave, as a prisoner serving time, and as someone who had incredible power and authority. No matter what your station in life is, this is what God expects from us today, even as we live and work with those who do not yet know the Lord and maybe never will. We do not join them and fellowship with them in the things that we know will defile us and dishonor the Lord. God, hear this, God saved the world through Joseph. And this is what God wants to do through us today. We are to be the light of the world and share the good news of Jesus with all the nations. And we can't do that and be that if we are participating with the world in the sinful things of darkness. So let's hear this closing appeal of 2 Corinthians 7 verse 1 one more time, but I want to leave it with you in several different English translations that I hope will help it land on your heart today and let it marinate in your mind. I'm going to be reading to you from the Contemporary English Version, the English Standard Version, and then the New International Version. Let's hear the Word of God together. My friends, God has made us these promises, so we should stay away from everything that keeps our bodies and spirits from being clean. We should honor God and try to be completely like Him. Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. We should not be intimidated by these things. We should not be intimidated by this thought. But we are to live in a way that recognizes and honors the moment-by-moment moment continual presence of our holy God in our midst. We honor that by the things that we think about, the things that we do, the things that we say, and by the things that we say no to, the things that we avoid, and the things that we eliminate from our lives. Let's honor God as holy in everything that we are about. And let's rejoice that we have fellowship with the God who is holy, 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 and calls us to be holy just as He is holy.